What's going on, Hardliners? Welcome to His Hardline for another episode of 1% with Him. Remember, every day we need to spend at least minimum 15 minutes with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Dig a little bit in the Bible and spend a little time in prayer, you know what I mean? If you can't do that, just join us here at His Hardline. We'll get it done. Drop. And don't forget to check out our website, www.hisheartline.com. We're happy to have you. Let's get started. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good afternoon, and good morning, wherever you're at in the world. It is August 5th. It is Friday, 2022. And uh, yeah, you know, just wanted to make sure I got in here to do a uh, another Bible reading here. We're going to be doing Mark chapter 6. And uh, I do apologize that this wasn't a, uh, a scheduled show. Um, here's the thing. Just for future reference, because like I said, I'm going to do my absolute best to make sure I maintain a certain schedule on when I do these uh, Bible readings, you know, the 1% with him. And typically they will be at 740. And then, you know, if it's a Tuesday or, uh, you know, just depending right on the day. But um, typically if I do, a, you know, if I start doing a live stream, it'll be typically at 740. Now, um, there'll be some days, like, for example, on Thursdays when we do our state and national call, I'm not going to be able to adhere to that schedule. I'll have to try to fit it in where, where I can, whether if it's after my conference call or before the conference call. It just depends on, you know, what what priorities and duties are calling me, you know, calling, you know, that's calling my attention. And uh, and so, you know, I will do my absolute best to make sure, you know, I try to put it out there at least five, 10 minutes in advance. So at least you can know when I'm going to be live on Podbean. And so anyways, but the, today, today kind of definitely got away from me, especially, you know, we had a three hour broadcast on uh, BNN, Brandenburg News Network. I was on her uh, video live streaming earlier today. And so that was about three hours. And then, you know, I just needed to take some time to spend, you know, I wanted to share, you know, basically spend some time with my, uh, with my wife and my daughter. And so I took them to the uh, Coast Guard Festival there in Grand Haven. And, uh, you know, I just needed to have some good family time. And, you know, it was just, it was really good solid time. And, and uh, you know, that's the biggest thing. I have to make sure I keep them priority. You know, this show at the end of the day, yes, I am doing it for God. I'm doing it for his people. But at the end of the day, too, I have to make sure that I put my family number one because at the at the very, very least, they're the ones that have to live with me. I have to live with them. But, you know, I love them very much. And I want to make sure that I don't lose them. So I hope you're all having a great day and you have a good weekend coming up. And, that you know, we got a lot going on. Um, we got the Coast Guard Parade tomorrow, so that should be fun. We're going to go attend that tomorrow. Um, Donna Brandenburg's going to be coming into our county meeting. We're going to be opening it up uh, to the public where we're going to do like an educational Q&A about the assembly so people can learn more about the assembly. So we're looking pretty much looking forward to that. So that's going to be very exciting. Uh, so anyways, but uh, today, aside from all that other stuff, we're going to, like I said, we're going to be reading out of the book of Mark chapter six. And uh, like I said, as a reminder, um, I will always do my lives typically at 740 and I will do my best to make sure that I have them scheduled in advance so you can at least know okay this then he he's able to commit if you see on my pod being that it's scheduled in advance um 
then you can better believe that that's that's the time I'm going to be there unless like a medical emergency happens. If you don't see a live, um, you know, something scheduled, then it's probably because I got a lot going on that day. And so it just it just very much depends. But uh, and like I said, Saturdays are typically no podcast free Saturdays because that's the day that I like to spend time with my family. And so uh, but anyway, let's get started here. Um, what do we got here? Yeah, so we're going to be doing the book of Mark chapter six. And we're reading out of the New American Standard Bible. And just as a little side note, too, if uh, you ever want to go on uh, Telegram while listening to Podbean at the same time, I, I usually do, a vi- you know, I, I started this today, just kind of curious to see how this works. I'm doing a video live stream. Now, you won't hear the audio on, po- uh, excuse me, on Telegram. You'll just see video, right? It's like just like a live cam, right? You'll just see a live cam of me in my basement studio. There's nothing elaborate here, but in case you want a visual while you're listening, um, I'm toying around with that to see how that works. I'm not sure how well it is going to work, but, you know, in case you just kind of want to see, you know, my ugly mug, that's cool. But anyways, the important thing is getting the message of God. So here we go. Jesus went out there and came into his hometown, and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath came, he began to teach in a synagogue. And many listeners were astonished, saying, Where did this man learn these things? And what is this wisdom that has been given to him in such miracles as these performed by his hands? Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary and brother of James, Jones, Joseph, excuse me, Judas, and Simon? And are his sisters not here with us? And they took offense at him. And Jesus said to them, A prophet is not dishonored except in his hometown and among his own relatives and in his own household. And he could not do any miracle there except that he laid hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he was amazed at their unbelief, and he was going around the villages teaching. And he summoned the twelve and began to send them out in pairs and gave them authority over the unclean spirits. And he instructed them that they were there to take nothing for their journey except a mere staff, no bread, no bag, no money in their belt, but to wear sandals. And he added, do not wear totenix, tutenix. Hmm. I'm not sure what that word is. Two tunics. Yeah. Tunics. And he said to them, wherever you enter a house, stay there until you leave town. Any place that does not receive you or listen to you as you go out from there, shake the dust off the soles of your feet as a testimony against them. And they went out and preached to the people and to repent, that the people are to repent. And they were casting out many demons and were anointing with oil, many sick people and healing them. And King Herod heard about it, and his name had become well known. And people were saying, John the Baptist has risen from the dead, and that is why these miracle, miraculous powers are at work in him. But others were saying, he is Elijah, and others were saying, he is a prophet, like one of the prophets of old. But when Herod heard about it, he kept saying, John, whom I beheaded, has risen. For Herod himself had sent men and had John arrested and bound in prison on account of Herodias, the wife of the brother Philip, because he had married her. For John had been saying to Herod, it is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. And Herodias held a grudge against him and wanted to put him to death and could not do so. So, For Herod was afraid of John, knowing that he was a righteous and holy man, and he had been protecting him. And when he heard him, He was very perplexed, and yet he used to enjoy listening to him. 
And over an opportune day came when Herod on his birthday had a banquet for his nobles and military commanders and the leading people of Galilee. And when the daughters of Herodias herself came in and danced, she pleased Herod and his dinner guest. And the king said to the girl, ask me for whatever you want and I will give it to you. And he swore to her, whatever you ask me, I will give it to you up to half of my kingdom and she went out and said to her mother what shall i ask for and she said the head of john the baptist immediately she came in in a hurry to the king and asked saying i want you to give me at once the head of john the baptist on a platter and although the king was very sorry because of his oaths and his dinner guests he was unwilling to refuse her immediately the king sent an executioner and commanded him to bring back his head and he went and beheaded him in prison and brought his head on a platter and gave it to the girl and the girl gave it to her mother and when his disciples heard about this they came and carried away his body and laid it in a tomb now the apostles gathered together with jesus and they reported to him all that they had done and taught and he said to them come away by yourself to a secluded place and rest a little while for there were many people coming and going and they did not even have time to eat and they went away in the boat to a secluded place by themselves the people saw them going and many recognized them and ran there together on foot from all the cities and got there ahead of them when jesus went ashore he saw a large crowd and he felt compassion for them because they were like sheep without the shepherd and he began to teach them many things and when it was already late his disciples came up to him and said this place is secluded and it is already late Send them away so that they may go into the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered them, you give them something to eat. And they said to him, shall we go and spend 200 denarii on bread and give it to them to eat? But he said to them, how many loaves do you have? Go look. And when they found out that they had they, uh, and said five and two fish, and he ordered them all to recline by groups on the green grass, they reclined in the groups of hundreds and fifties, and he took the loaves, the five loaves and two fish, looking up toward heaven, and he blessed the food and broke the loaves, and he gave them to the disciples again and again to set before them. And he divided the two fish among them all, and they all ate and were satisfied. And they picked up twelve full baskets of broken pieces of bread and of the fish, and there were five thousand men who ate the loaves, and immediately Jesus had his disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side, to Bethsaida, while he himself dismissed the crowd. And after saying goodbye to them, he left for the mountain to pray. And when it was evening, the boat was in the middle of the sea, and he was alone on land, seeing them straining at the oars, for the wind was against them. At about the fourth watch of night, he came to them walking on the sea, and he intended to pass by them. But... When they saw him walking on the sea, they thought it was a ghost and cried out, for they saw him and were terrified. But immediately he spoke to them and said to them, Take courage, it is I, do not be afraid. And then he got into the boat with them, and the wind stopped, and they were utterly astonished, for they had not gained any insight from the incident of the loaves, but their hearts were hardened. When they had crossed over, they had came to the land of Genesaret and moored at the shore. And when they got out of the boat, immediately the people recognized him and ran about that entire country and began carrying here and there on the pallets those who were sick to whoever they heard he was. And wherever he entered villages or cities or countryside, they were laying the sick at the marketplace and imploring him that they might just touch the fringe of his cloak and all who touched it were being healed. And that 
concludes the reading of chapters 6, verses 1 through 56. So what does chapter 6 mean? Okay. So, after ramping up the scope of his miracles by calming a storm, exercising a legion of demons and healing a woman without intent, and raising a dead girl, Jesus takes the twelve of his hometown of Nazareth. And Jesus then sees several different reactions to his ministry, and the Gentile people of the Decapolis are afraid and beg him to leave, and, and therefore his family are ashamed and beg him to come home. And so the Pharisees from Jerusalem and the Herodians are jealous and arrogant, and they plot to destroy him. But many people beg for his healing touch, and crowding him to the point that he has to worry about his own safety. Now, Nazareth greets Jesus with the dismissive cynicism, and neighbors and family members he has known his whole life recognize the wisdom of his teaching, but reject the homegrown boy who teaches. And these reactions embody the adage of familiarity breeds contempt. And ironically, you know, the attitude of those closest to Jesus seems to agree with the assumption of Nathaniel that nothing good comes from Nazareth. And Jesus has just left a woman so filled with faith that she was healed simply by just touching his cloak. And now that the people who should know him best have so little faith that he can do little to help them. And so Christ's intent for using miracles is to perform them as a response to faith. And when there is no faith, miracles would contradict his purpose. I tell you what, you got to admit, though, that is so frustrating. You know, when you're trying to awaken somebody to some simple facts, right, or to try to give them some truth on something that might enlighten them to kind of open their eyes to something that, you know, they've been so blinded to. But because of the mere simple fact that they have known you their whole lives or, you know, at least for a fair share of, you know, their own life to you. It seems like oftentimes a lot of people, especially if they known you as a, you know, adolescent or a child into your adult years, I think Dave Ramsey calls it the uh, powdered, powdered butt syndrome, right? They knew you when you were little and had no wisdom, but now you're old and in their eyes, you still have no wisdom. You're still that little boy or girl, right? And so that's what, you know, what's kind of being talked about here. And so, um, and so on the heels though of this rejection, Jesus commissions the 12 to begin their own ministries in his name. And he sends them off with the command to rely on those they teach for support and give them authority to heal, exercise demons, and even raise the dead. And these efforts will prove successful, but not without consequences. And so Mark underscores that time of victory will make the 12 vulnerable to great danger. And he recounts the death of John the Baptist, who had condemned Herod Antipas' marriage. Antipas's marriage and thereby earning the wrath of Antipas's wife, Herodias. And while Antipas uh, moves to protect John, Herodias waits for an opportunity to strike. And so her daughter earns the favor of Antipas. And in a foolish moment, Antipas promises her a favor. And Herodias coaches her daughter and asks for John's head. And so, of course, Antipas, you know, Antipas, Antipas must deliver. And so back in the present time, the 12 return exhausted and hungry, but filled the stories of success. And so Jesus' plan to retreat, and they board the boat, intending to find a secluded place to rest. Here, the 12 fall victim to their own success. And the people recognize them as well as Jesus and follow so quickly that some reach their destination before the boat lands. And feeling compassion for the sheep without a shepherd, Jesus spends the day teaching and healing. And at night, when the 12 wished to dismiss the crowd to find food, 
Jesus then challenges them to provide the food themselves. And despite their recent experiences performing miracles and the 12 are stymied, and it is Jesus who must use a boy's lunch to feed thousands. And so after dinner, the people are even more convinced that Jesus is the promised Messiah and come to rescue them from the clutches of Rome. Now, although the 12 concur, they are still too confused by Jesus's behavior to act and Jesus hurries them back to Capernaum while he quiets the nationalistic fervor. And with the crowd dispersed, he retreats to a mountain to pray. And whether by moonlight or breaking dawn, Jesus notices that despite rowing all night, the wind has allowed the twelve to travel only three or four miles. And he walks across the water to them, intending to reassure them by revealing his glorious presence. But their ignorance drives them to fear. And so perhaps resolving... They need comfort more than, you know, Epiphanes, Epiphanes, and he joins them in the boat, and they arrive in Genesaret, south of Capernaum, and in, in Genesaret, things are back to normal, or at least to the familiar pattern of Jesus' earthly ministry, and so the sick and injured mob, Jesus, as he and the twelve travel the countryside, and faith in Jesus' ability to heal has grown, however... Many are healed merely by touching the fringe of his cloak. And so that is the reading of Mark chapter 6. It's a very long reading, actually. Um, but, you know, just kind of just, again, just goes to describe, you know, just the, the, the strong faith that people had that just touching the cloak of Jesus would grant them healing. I mean, that that takes great faith, you know, especially in those days when, you know, nobody had a Bible when nobody knew how to read a Bible, let alone write it or read it right. Nobody knew wherever Christ went, that was the Bible. And so people, you know, when Jesus came and, it, you know, they just, they, they mobbed him after they heard what, you know, all the good things that he would be doing. So, and all his healing miracles. Um, I tell you, it's just uh, it's just a very astounding book so far. I like the book of Mark. Um, it is a long reading, so I do apologize if that was a little bit long-winded. But, you know, again, this is 1% with him. And so, like I said, we want to spend minimum at least 15 minutes a day. Minimum. Okay, that's why I changed the name from 1% or less with him, because we shouldn't be spending less than 15 minutes a day with our Lord and Savior. Minimum, it should be the standard. At least 15 minutes a day, but more if you can. We're at almost approaching 19 minutes, and, you know, so I think we definitely hit our 1%. But again, this is something I encourage everybody to do, okay? And so, um, like I said, I know I said yesterday or the day before that I wanted to kind of maybe do something a little special, maybe do a reading of the 2000-25 war ma um, training manual. But, you know, because of the three hours that I had um, with Donna Brandenburg and Melissa Carone on the BNN show on Rumble, um, you know, that took quite a bit of time. And then uh, I wanted to make sure I spent, you know, a good amount of time with my family, with my wife and daughter. And so we went to the Coast Guard Festival. We toured some Coast Guard cutters. That was kind of cool. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just, you know, time got away from me. Well, I shouldn't say time got away from me. Excuse me. Let me rephrase that. I allowed time to get away from me because I wanted to make sure I spent a good amount of time with my wife and daughter. And, uh, you know, it's my three-day weekend. Um, I had been working very hard lately and with all the health issues that my wife had, you know, been having with the ectopic pregnancy, 
you know, I needed, I felt in my heart, I just needed to take some time with my wife and daughter. You know, my mom stayed behind. She just wanted to relax, which is cool. You know, so it was just us three. And so I do apologize. I didn't get here at 740 to do the reading. But like I said, most days I should be able to get in here at 740, 20 to 8 and do the reading. And then if I'm feeling spunky, doing something a little bit after, you know, 1% with him. But, you know, today, um, you know, like I said, every once in a while, because I am such a busy man, um, you know, it's just, you know, there's just a lot of things I got to tend to, whether if it's assembly related or home ownership related or actual regular work, you know, I got a lot going on. And so I always do my best to make sure I at least bare minimum get a 1% with him out there to you all, because that is what I promised God. And so, um, you know, I'm trying to find that happy medium, got to find that balance because, you know, um, you know, it's just, you know, the transformation that Christ help me make, you know, and he's still making in me, he's still working on me. Um, part of that transformation is finding, you know, really realizing what true priorities are. I used to, um, I used to, how do you want to say it? Well, I guess like it says in the Bible, I used to idolize that mighty dollar. And so I would pick work over my family all day long. And it's hard to believe, I'm sure, but, you know, that's who I used to be. And then until I asked Christ to get in and work inside of me and I gave up surrender to him and said, all right, you know what, God? You know what's best. I'm going to lose my marriage if you don't intervene. So I'm just going to hand over the tool belt that I think I have. I'm going to hand it to you, which he just probably laughs and be like, <laughs> I don't need that tool belt. I'm God and just do whatever I want and poof, it works. But my point is I took off my tool belt thinking that I could fix my own situation, dropped it off to the side and said, okay, God, you know what? You're my manager. Show me what I need to do. You're right. I'm, I'm work on me. And he did. And so part of him working on me is giving me the ability and the reason, you know, ha having the reason and the know-how, I guess, or the self, uh, self-awareness that I have to make sure that I put my family number one next to him, of course, right next to God. And so, like I said, if I don't get on here at a specific time, like you're used to my apologies, but like I said, it's for really good reasons, not because I'm trying to be late or because I'm trying to be lazy. It's just because I'm either busy or I'm taking time to really spend time with my family because they do come first and I will never, ever leave them or, you know, abandon them. So I want to make sure that they always feel loved. I want to always make sure that they know that they always come first above this podcast because they do, um, you know, and I never want to set aside time you know, to do this at the expense of them if they're feeling like they're not getting enough of me. So, um, so anyway, it's just, you know, just juggling those, uh, just finding that happy balance, right? That medium. So I hope you all have a wonderful night. We're going to say a quick little prayer and then, uh, let's see, tomorrow is Saturday. So tomorrow is podcast free Saturdays. I will not be doing any broadcasts. We're going to be going to the, you know, the Coast Guard parade. We're going to take my family there. We've got a lot of friends and neighbors going with, it's pretty cool. My wife's uh, father, um, he has his own business and where they do the parade route, his business, his office building is right on the route that they that they do the parade on. So it's pretty cool. We get to park our cars in the driveway there so we don't have to walk forever. And, uh, you know, we got a private bathroom there. We don't have to use, you know, we don't have to be subjected to the Porta Johns. You know, we got the AC and it's supposed to be pretty hot tomorrow. So we're pretty excited for that. So anyway, let's pray. 
Heavenly Father, thank you so much for all that you do. I mean, I know I sound like a broken record. There, it seems like there's only so much I could say thank you for, but there are so many little things that we often overlook, like, you know, electricity and the ability to just flip a switch and lights turn on, right? To be able to go buy some propane for the grill on the deck so we can, you know, grill out burgers and brats for our family members. You know, it's little things like that that really we should look at and feel like we are wealthy, like we're kings, because there are many people around the world that don't even have the ability to even you know find a piece of bread or you know a bowl of rice and so you know for that reason we really are a prosperous nation we're a lucky nation we're a lucky people to be in this nation and because of that we thank you for those blessings and those gifts even though we don't deserve them because we have committed so much sin in this nation we've turned away from you but we are turning back and it is my mission for you to help people turn to christ to accept christ in their hearts so they can be bridged to you and just work on us. Be, you know, be our guiding light. Be that beacon of light for us. Give us our marching orders and our decrees and we'll follow. We'll, we'll follow and obey. And so we bow down to nobody except you, God. And we pray all of this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so that's all I have for you today. Tomorrow, like I said, is a podcast free Saturday, but I will be back here on Sunday. We will do another 1% with him. And since it is Sunday, I will be doing a reading from the 2000-25 training manual, which again, is very important to read and listen. Um, very, very important because with where we're going at in this nation and, and, and where we were, it's very vital that you listen to that. And when we wrap that up, I have something very extra special that I came across just a couple few days ago. It's an expose from a judge that I've been reading, a judge who's retired, a judge who actually helped um, establish uh, certain things and you know documentation like the handbook in the National Assembly. Um, he really lays down some pretty solid truths about America, stuff that we already kind of know, like if you're awake. You know, like, for example, about the, you know, the, the cabal, right? Everybody knows about the cabal and the deep state and the Rothschilds and Rockefellers and how the U.S. is a corporation, right? If you if you know some of the basic stuff, what this Judge Dale gets into is further details on those things. And it's just, wow. It is 126 pages. I'm about halfway through it, and I have not been able to put down the PDF except when I have to. It's just been an amazing read. So when we get through the 2000-25 uh, manual, I'm going to start getting going through that because that is a very intriguing. That's going to be a great EDU spot um, segment or EDU spot uh, series right there. So I'm really looking forward to that. But I'll be back here on Sunday. I hope you all have a great day. Stay safe. Um, make smart choices. <laughs> Don't do anything stupid. And just have fun. All right. Just have fun. And trust in God with all that you do. All right? All right. Well, I hope you all have a great day. God bless you. Thank you. And uh, we'll see you then. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for the day. Thank you for joining us here at His Heart Line. Remember, we need to spend at least 15 minutes each day with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That is literally 1% of our time on a daily basis. Spend a little time in the Bible, spend some time in prayer, and you'd be amazed what Jesus will do to you. Drop. And don't forget to 
check out our website, www.hishardline.com, for all the latest updates. 